This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, with that, what do you say, Al? We start a new week. Very excited to do that as well because it was one hell of a weekend. Obviously, we can do all the Mets stuff later whatever. But did you see, and we discussed it this morning on the show, did you personally see the end of the Michigan-Michigan State game? I only saw it on replays. So you saw the highlights like everybody else, basically. I did see the highlights, yes. Have you ever seen an ending like that? No. I mean, you talk about it was basically Santonio Holmes, except at the end of a game and there was no injury, the way he kind of lost the football. And we're talking about uh, the punter. Uh, Blake O'Neill is his name. Yes. And I, you feel bad for this kid. Now, he's not a 19-year-old kid. This kid actually played the way I heard the story. He played Australian rules football professionally uh, in Australia. He's more of a graduate student here. He's a little bit on the older side. Really smart guy, though. Like He's got a couple of different um, degrees. Might, might even have a – I forget. But he, very smart guy. But he's been receiving horrendous death threats and just, I mean, you can imagine what the Michigan people and the fans and the students are doing to him right now. And it brings up the question, uh, you think you pointed out on a break today, why are, you, why are you even on social media if you're an athlete at this point? Yeah, you can't be on social media if you're an athlete and you have a bad game because people write horrendous things to you. Oh, it's horrible. And even if you have a good game, the opposite team's fans will write horrendous things to you. Yeah, this guy's getting death threats. And the interesting thing about these death threats, normally... Uh, when people are super nasty on Twitter, they don't show their face or their name. You know, they're just a logo. They'll, they'll be like the Michigan logo instead of their face. Sure. So I was looking at a bunch of them online. A lot of them were actual people, their actual names, their actual faces saying, someone's going to murder you tonight. Like, and those just, people should be arrested. Yes. Honestly, because if you want to stop this stuff, put them in jail for four nights. Yes. I, you know, it's not okay. I mean, you want, listen, what we do for a living we listen to the callers. I a long time ago hosted shows, and I listened to callers tell me this guy sucks, that that guy sucks, this guy should go, you know, deliver milk for a living. He's not, a, he's not a ball player. You know, the, how could you drop that pass? God forbid anybody has any idea what it's like to be in the moment. But whatever, that's that's neither here nor there. You start doing this stuff, you know, you should die. Your family should die. I mean, good God, are we that low in society? Well, I think in particular, college football fans are really hardcore, like more so. Not around so, here. Not around here, but in around general. Around the country, yeah. Yeah, more so than like a, somebody who would be a fan of the New York Giants. Sure. Like somebody who's a fan of the Florida Gators is like, that is their entire life. Well, you lived it too, living in Tampa. Yeah. Now, I know in Tampa it's not like you were in Miami or Gainesville, but you're still in college football heaven, right? Yeah, that was that was the big sport. More people were interested in college than the NFL. 
But I saw a video. I don't know if it was on Deadspin or another one of the sports uh, blogs. There was a video of a uh, grown man in the stands at the Michigan game weeping, crying. Yeah. About the loss. And hmm. I just thought, I, I never... Mark Malusis asked me this I today. Heard you this, I heard you this morning, yeah. He said, "Have you? when's the last time you cried because of a, a sport? And I, I can't like, believe you never have. <laughs> when would I have? I mean, really? Yeah. Dwight Clark. Well, yeah, I How was a Cowboy fan. I don't know. I'm sure I was pissed. The first and only time I've cried after a football game or any sporting event. Hmm. Dwight Clark over Everson Walls. Yeah, I've been mad and sad. Probably. I, I cried. I don't think I cried over I that. I was eight. I cried. So if you were eight, how old? What year was that? 1982. 82, 69, 79, 80, 81, 82. I was 13. Right. Yeah, I hope I wasn't crying. I would think by 13, you're probably not. And I could see getting more upset. At eight years old, I cried. And yeah. I remember it. You know, my family was always a football family. Sundays were NFL. It's just the way it's always been. And... For the most part, that's how I've been as well as an adult with my kids, too, although now I work a lot of NFL Sundays, and that's fine. Cowboys didn't have a game yesterday. We were able to enjoy it. It was awesome. Had a good time. That's the one game I remember, though, where it was me, my dad, my mom, my brother, which was almost every Sunday, and my sister who watched that game. We're talking about the NFC Championship game that year, and I, I don't remember anything. I don't remember last week. I'm trying to think of, and we were talking about Twitter and, and athletes. that have. This is This is a great example. Who was the Met catcher that got traded along with Ari Dickey to Toronto? What the hell was his name? Uh, he was a star. Josh Tolley. That's it. I mean, God, I can't even remember that. He was one who shut down his Twitter account because it just got horrendous. Uh, so bad. My point is, I don't remember Josh Tolley, but I remember that day watching the Cowboys and 49ers and how they should have won. And the thing you forget about that game is the Cowboys got the ball back and Danny White was taking him down the field and they almost scored. And I remember crying like a little girl what happened Danny White took him down the field and what happened so Danny White if I god if I remember correctly Danny White has them going down the field he hits I think it was Tony Hill over the middle and he got dragged down might have been Drew Pearson he gets dragged down by his jersey otherwise he's gone for the game winning winning touchdown remember they scored that touchdown with 52 52 seconds left Cowboys had a timeout or two and had decent field position to start. Only needed a field goal to win, and I think Septien was still their kicker, and he was a good one at the time before he had his issues off the field later in life. Um, and then I forget if it was a bobbled snap. They were already near field goal range. I would say they had gotten to the San Francisco 40 already, maybe even a little further than that, and they were close to field goal range. He either bobbled a snap or there was a missed exchange on a handoff. I forget which one, but they fumbled the ball away. And they forget the Dwight Clark catch. They still should have won that game, and they gave it away. And that's, that's you know what, Danny White never got to a Super Bowl. That was his chance. And an 8-year-old Jerry Recco was left in New Jersey I crying. I cried, yes. Matter of fact, we put on Twitter a few years ago the year that I was Danny White for Halloween. Remember oh, yeah, that yes. picture? Yeah. I showed it to you. You took a picture, and you tweeted it out. I believe that was the year I was Danny White for Halloween. And now I work with Danny every week. How about that? I was uh, I once wore my Danny White jersey for a school picture because I knew, like, this photo was going to be passed around the family members. I'm sure. wearing my Danny White 11 jersey. And now you've become a fraud. Uh, now, well, you're a, now you're a Jet fan and a uh, Giant what, fan. Um, or whatever. I was a Buccaneer fan. I'm all over the place. But baseball, I only like the Mets. Right. Understood. Except when the Yankees are winning and it's good for the show. If it's good for the show. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jerry, I was listening to the games yesterday, and I was catching a Kenny Albert. I forget which game he was doing. Uh, the Jet game. That, 
to be probably why I caught him. <laughs> Kenny Albert did the Jet game yesterday, and he sounds so much like his dad, Marv Albert, now. I, that's all I think about now when I – and I never used to. You know what's weird, though, about that? I happen to agree with you. You know where he doesn't sound like his dad? And this is the oddest thing. When he does Nick games. When he does Nick games, he doesn't sound like his father at all. But when he does the Rangers – and now doing football, I agree with you. They sound, I'm not going to say identical, but my God, is it close. Yes. So I'm yes. with you. That, that fits Jared, that fits Patrick run yesterday. You shut your eyes, you think it's Marv. Right. That's, you know what? What are you going to do? You got the jeans, man. Right. You have the jeans, the do, Marv Albert jeans. Do people tell you that you sound and look a lot like your dad? Uh, no. Not oh, okay. More like my mother. Oh, all right. I mean, it's we look, I look like my mother. I don't think I sound like my mother. I don't know. I met your parents once, I thought. Yeah, they I came don't. out to... to uh... Didn't they come out to the game that I had you out, or was it a Craig game? I don't remember the answer. Remember you came out and we got our asses handed to us at that softball, softball game? Softball, yeah. We got destroyed. Yeah, I don't think always... my parents came to a softball game. You know, I think you, I think you met my parents when uh, you and I both judged at the uh, Menlo Park Mall. Did you, you know, ever I judge didn't, them? I didn't do that. Hmm. I was never asked to be a judge. Oh, on uh, Fantasy Phenom? Never You'd be asked. terrific. You had that school. I didn't have a school. What was it? It was a studio. Oh, a studio, but right. I, I've never been asked. Oh, you would have been really terrific yeah. for that. Well, guess what? Not mm. so much. Mm. Uh-huh. How how else? How otherwise was your weekend? Uh, good. Like, what do you do? What See, do this, I do on the weekends? Me. Yes, All because right. like for me, I get home Friday. I've got usually a 45-minute nap in the school parking lot, <laughs> which is Not what I now do all. almost every day. Yeah, exactly. And then the kids are home, and it's, all right, we're going to play basketball. we got to go play some wiffle ball. Uh, Matthew had a friend of his over for his birthday. We played me and Joseph or Simon's buddy. How about this? We played a nine-inning wiffle ball game. Me and Joseph against Matthew and his friend. Now they're 11. My little guy's five. He'll be six. Nine innings. What do you think the score was? Now let me give you the parameters, all right? Ground ball in the infield, if it's fielded before the ball stops rolling, it's an automatic out. There's only two people. you got to catch all fly balls in the outfield for an out. And if a ball gets past the infield rolling, it's a base hit. All right, those are the parameters. You can strike out, obviously. What do you think the score was? I say it's a 2-1 game. 3-1. I thought going into it, I thought it was going to be something along the lines of 10-8, 12-9. I thought we would strike. We set it up as a five-inning game because I didn't think anybody would get anybody out. That Here. thing about stopping the ball just with your glove on a ground ball being an out, that's key. Well, no glove, just hand, no gloves. Oh, just, no gloves. No, it was wiffle ball, so no gloves. But you have to because – how are you going to throw to first base? I mean, you can't have the pitcher running over. So that's how we make it kind of automatic with the ground balls. Ironically enough, where a lot of the outs were recorded were all fly balls because there was so much room you go get yourself on it. But anyway, so my Friday's busy. Saturday got Columbia like crazy. Sunday, we had a big family thing for a birthday. But it's like, what do you do as a single guy? Not really single anymore, but you know what I'm saying. No kids. Yeah. Like, do you go home and sleep for three hours on Friday? Are you out to dinner Friday night? Yeah, I will go. Early? I will go uh, take a nap Friday. Then I will go out Friday night you or do. do something or 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 cook and stay in. Okay, have a couple drinks. Then I went to on Saturday. I watched the Met game out at a bar. Which when I had tweeted where I was, people told me old people go there. So did you still go? Well, I was already there. Oh. And yeah, I was enjoying myself. So how, it turns uh, out I'm an old person. How many autogra- autographs and zero? Zero. I would. I uh, autographed zero, Jerry. Now I went to Costco on Friday, and I was wearing, which I didn't even realize when I went out, I was wearing the Boomer Esiason sweatshirt. So I had many conversations. Yes. Apparently that sweatshirt was like yeah, a magnet. That's which a was look good. at me sweatshirt. People that's like when I told nice. you I saw Bart Scott in the gym wearing a Jets outfit. 
Well, all right. Kind of. Yeah, I guess. That, right. I guess if I'm wearing a boomerang carton shirt, I am calling attention to it. Yeah. That's fair, I suppose. How are your balls? Are they better? They're getting better. They're not the best yet. They're not really? This They're is what, still, three weeks No, now? this is only two weeks. This is two I'm, weeks. I'm just starting uh, the third week Still now. on medicine? No, I've never taken... I stopped Nothing. the medicine after the. Uh, I took a Percocet on Friday night, which was the night, the day of the surgery. Right. And I took a Percocet on Saturday night. And you've been good since. And I haven't touched anything since. And then what's the workout? I know you went back to the gym. How was that working? I was not able to go back to the gym because I had a flat tire the other day leaving here. Oh, but not on the weekend you didn't go? On the weekend I didn't go, but I did run. I'm did. starting to run. Really? Yeah. I ran four miles yesterday. Get out. Yeah. Wow. So I expect to uh, gain about 60 pounds <laughs> based on the people that we know that are runners. It is so funny. Yeah, we found this phenomena where, where there's a lot of people who run and can run half marathons and marathons who are overweight. My guess is, and the more, because I am I read constantly now about this. I, Eddie's right. I am infatuated with weight. why I can't lose my weight, quite frankly, because I've got about 16 pounds I can't get rid of no matter what I do. So I'm trying this new thing that we've learned, and it is essentially changing up your regimen every single day. So the theory from everything I'm reading is if you're running every day, good for you. Your heart is strength is strong and that's great. You ain't doing anything though in terms of changing your body type. Because the body gets used your, to the running. Your body it's almost like your wife or your husband after ten years. My blah, husband. Blah, 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 blah. It's just noise when they talk. Yeah. Well your body, oh you're running again. Okay, whatever. Go waste your time for three hours. So the idea would be now and this is what I started last Monday until I ate like a disgusting pig yesterday at my son's birthday party because I had had a good week until yesterday. So I did like Insanity on Monday, which I almost died because I hadn't done it in two months. Then I did the 21-day fix on Tuesday, if you've ever seen that with Autumn Calabrese. I like that. Me and my buddy Mark did a little routine we put together, which is 40 minutes an hour. Thursday, um, played basketball, which was kind of good, a little different. Friday, nothing. Saturday, worked out in the morning. And then yesterday, I pretty much put all the calories back in my body. <laughs> it's so discouraging. Yes. Well, that's what happens, I think. When people run or exercise, they feel like they could eat more. But I hadn't all week until yesterday. How about this for dessert? That's your cheat day. Yeah, I know. But And you know what? A lot of people say you can do whatever you want on your cheat day. I'm here to tell you right now, not so much. And then, of course, Craig brings in pizza this morning at 5 a.m. Granted, no willpower. I get it. But I thought a nice slice with no cheese, which he ordered, was awesome. And then 10 minutes after I ate it, the garlic, I realized, coming out of my mouth was disgusting. So I've gone through a pack of orange gum, and I feel good now. Oh, nice. But still, no good. Yeah, it's disgusting. can't have pizza. I, even though I was up at midnight, I guess I got up at 1230 last night, I well, can't have pizza. Well, having the pizza with no cheese on it, the problem with pizza is the thick dough you're eating. Right. Well, and but Craig the cheese, got Sicilian. Correct. Now, he got Sicilian with cheese as yeah. well. Right. I mean, you can't tell me I didn't cut down a lot of calories had I had the one with the cheese. No, you you cut down on calories, but it's not the good, carbs but it's were better. still terrible, Jerry. Right, and I know that. Do you buy into the no-carb diet? Yes. You don't think you get sick from not taking in any carbs? Well, I think you have to have uh, slow carbs, like... Um, the right uh, ones. The real 100% whole wheat and... So you're talking about no white stuff. Yeah, but not even, you know, not fagazi whole wheat, like real whole wheat or... Like slow carbs, like uh, lentils, beans, and sweet potatoes. Right, we're not talking about whole wheat bagels. Right, that are like cut with mostly white flour, Jerry. You know, Al, um, the holidays are coming up. You know that, right? Yes, uh, Christmas. I I just saw it was seventy days away. Yeah, it's like nine weeks or something. Pretty yeah, crazy. ten weeks. I, I have got to get in touch with your girlfriend because I have found something for you for the holidays that you are going to love. Now, I've worked with you for seven years now. 
little longer, but on the show for almost seven years. And I noticed the types of shoes you wear, right? Yeah, good ones. They have shoes at touchofmodern.com, the Carl Hasner Club shoes. This is you. What's the, what do you like about them that you think would be something that I would wear? Because I've enjoy. seen you wear something similar to it, and the quality of these looks tremendous. They're from a company called Zeha Berlin. And I'm telling you right now, touchofmodern.com has them. They're right up your alley. It looks from the way I can gather, you're talking 60% off, which is awesome. Now, the thing is, I got to talk to her quickly because these sales move. Oh, yeah. So it's very possible these types of shoes might not be here in a few days, which is why I think I need her digits, as they say. Don't well, the I'm not going to. I'm so not going to. If you want to give me her number. Probably um, not going to do that. I'll just text her. We don't have to talk. I um, would just order them for me, Jerry. So I'm I a just ten go and to a half. Modern.com and buy them for you from her. Uh, we'll get them. Then whatever you, however you exchange, uh, who pays who for the shoes. You guys work that out on your own. Right. So just give me her number. Well, I don't want to do that. Uh, All right. Her, her email address. I would give you an email I address. Would, I'll take the email address. All there. right. That would be fine. And then we'll work this out. If she's in, I'm in. And now we've got a gift for Al. So touchofmodern.com, I thought they just sold, like, um, gadgets and stuff. No, they've got everything for guys, man. they got stuff for your apartment, your condo, your house. They've got stuff for your kitchen. Like, they've got this awesome cutlery. Did I say that right? Cutlery? Cutlery. Cutlery. Yeah, like knives and stuff. But knives like, and stuff, Like man yeah. knives. Man knives. I, I love mean, a man knife. It's tremendous. They've got clothes. You love the decor. I do I, love, but I, I sexy home decor. Happens to be quite different. Because what else are you... I, I do not... Ever since I left college where I would have posters on my wall, sure. I don't know what to put on my walls. And people come to my house and they go, you have nothing on your wall. I have a fat head in my bedroom. Yeah, see? That's what I'm used to. But I need something but, that's when people walk in, they go, oh, this guy's kind of stylish. That having been said, my wife has looked at this website now and she's basically asking me, well, can you get one of these? Yes. Uh, you know, the paintings that they have that are really cool. And I think we're going to have to do that soon, right. as a matter of fact. Touchofmodern.com. Yeah, lots of cool uh, new and vintage watches, Jerry. We've always talked about the cool iPhone cases. Yeah. Really great tech gadgets and gear. And right now, listeners can get immediate access by signing up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow... It'll all be different. Those shoes Jerry's telling me about will be gone in like two or three days. That's how life rolls in the fast lane. You could also get yourself an app for your phone, the touchofmodern.com app. Then you can thumb through it and shop when people are boring you to tears. Jerry, I saw something here, which is not far from where you live. All right. This is uh, Long Branch, New Jersey. Not far, about a half hour. The house where Bruce Springsteen wrote the Born to Run album, the entire album, mm. is on the market. So he's how long has he lived there? Uh, let's see. Bruce uh, lived at the home uh, for uh, just a year, from 1974 to 1975. But he is said to have written every song from "Born to Run," which includes "Thunder Road," the actual song "Born to Run," "Jungle Land," Tenth uh, Avenue Freeze Out. These are all classics, classics Jerry. Sure. Classic Springsteen songs. I even know them. Yeah. Um, the, he did it in this. It's a two-bedroom cottage. In Long Branch. And right now, three dudes own this house that they bought together because it was Bruce Springsteen's old house. So do they have the details of what they paid for, when they paid for it, and what they're trying to sell it for? Well, they bought it in 2009, and their oh. idea back then was to turn it into a tribute to uh, Bruce Springsteen. Back and then. then it just says plans were derailed. Yeah, they ran out of money. Yeah, their wives <laughs> said, you're not wasting money on a Bruce Springsteen house, stupid. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, 74 to 75. The house does draw visitors because okay. people know where it is. Sure. It's actually it's on West End Court in Long Branch uh, and says that they try to accommodate fans when they can. The The two-bedroom cottage is listed at two ninety nine. $299,000? Yeah. That's it? Yes. Well, it's really? very small. Yeah, I no, I get that, but I I'm with them. I don't know why you couldn't turn that into some sort of a tourist attraction. You might not be able to. It might not be zoned law. for it, right? Like you can't probably can't just have a museum on the middle of a block. Well, like what did Elvis's people do when he died? They clearly went to Graceland, the people in the town, and said, "You know what? We have to make this something. Why can't you do the same thing with Bruce?" So this could be a Bruce Graceland. You're suggesting? Well, I mean, it's pretty small. You said, but the fact that if you had it. Decorated in all Bruce decor, right? right. Bruce decor. Maybe you're yeah. lucky enough. You know he's in the area a lot. If you were lucky enough for him to come by and take a picture once, or maybe oh, you made a deal with him where you split all types of revenues, I would think there'd be something to that. No, I mean that's that's got to be. You're a huge music guy. We talk about this all the time. In the pantheon of great albums, yeah, that's I mean, up where there, does that sure. stack? That's that's a stack. It's I mean, up that's there. A, top I mean, ten I doing lists, but that's got to be a top, top ten, 10 album of all time, right? Top ten album of all. So time. So how is that not a big deal? Yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should buy this. That's not a terrible For idea. Three hundred grand. Guess. I think you should buy it. Quite frankly, we've run. always talked about all the money you stash. Yeah, I'm stashing this. You, Plus, you this will probably go up. In, it'll probably go up in value. Uh, I would certainly think so. You I can't have a three hundred thousand dollar second home, Jerry. We'll just give an all cash offer, two fifty five, and we'll see if they take it and run. I don't have two fifty five laying around. I don't know what you think I'm. What I kind of money I'm making and where I'm socking it? But I don't have two hundred fifty five <laughs> grand. To, Hand over to three dudes in Long Branch. <laughs> now, what's weird about these old houses yeah. is, like, this is a two-bedroom, but there's three and four. Like, the, the house I grew up in in uh, New Jersey was a four-bedroom. Right. There's, like, one bathroom in these houses. Why did we not need, why did we not need more bathrooms, or why it's do we now need, need more bathrooms? Very simple answer. Yeah. Because people didn't bathe every day. Oh, I mean, honestly, I think if you go back and you look in the 1940s and 50s when these houses you're talking about were built, like my house, my house was built in 1956, piece of crap that it is. How many how, how many bedroom, bathrooms do you have? Two, but only one shower, so one and a half. One and a half, right. That's what I mean. These Which, houses, one and a now, half. Now, I'm thankful and very lucky I don't have girls. So, like, when the boys take their shower, they're in and out in six minutes. Not that big a deal. We really don't have any issues there. If we had two girls, that would be a huge issue, and I'm sure I would have moved by now. But you go back to 1956, do you think there were morons like me showering three times a day? No. Once a day? Probably not. I bet you they showered every other day, maybe every third day. There used to be this thing, and I think if you Google this, they were, what is it, there used to be a phrase where you bathe on Sundays or something. I'd have to Google it. i just Google it. Um, but I think people just, just bathe a lot less than they do now. So really... You even need the, the the second bathroom? I guess you did for the everybody had bowel movements every day. But right, and if someone's uh, pooping and you have to pee really bad, what are you right. going to do? But I think the one shower or the one bathtub was probably fine. Yeah, sixty years ago, it ain't common. anymore. Matter of fact, you see houses on sale for now. I love this because we've been starting to look. Because I'm hopeful of moving in the spring. We'll see. And we've been starting to look at houses. You look at some. It's so funny to me. Three bedrooms. Four and a half bathrooms. Right. Well, who needs four and a half bathrooms if I only have three bedrooms? Right. You have these houses. Now, I'm of a one-floor condo, and I have two-bedroom, two-bath. But, but that makes sense because you've got the bathroom for each bedroom. Right. So that's cool. I mean, you, I'm sure your master bathroom uh, is in your bedroom. 
It is. Do you want people going in there? I don't. I don't so want people going in my other bathroom either. I don't oh. like people touching stuff. <laughs> That's a problem. Or using my toiletries well, or my I toilets. Mean, have you ever had, so this happened to me once. I had a fill-in. If I go back to 2006 or seven, I forget, on the road with Columbia, and I had a really good dude. He was filling in with me one day. Uh, we had to go up to Harvard. Uh, I think it was Harvard to play uh, the Crimson. on a, So we got up to the hotel on Friday night. And he's like, oh, man, he goes, do you have any extra deodorant? I'm like, uh, no, I don't bring extra deodorant. He goes, do you have a spray by any chance? I'm like, no, I don't use sprays. I'm like, why? What's the matter? He goes, well, I forgot my bag with all the toiletries. He's like, do you mind if I use your toothbrush? I'm like, not my toothbrush. No, I do mind, actually, if you don't mind. Now, he never asked me the question if I minded if he to use the deodorant. The stick. Correct. So he took the shower in the morning, whatever. I kept my toothbrush in my bag. Smart. Because I no way that's happening. He wound up buying one, which was fine. I took my shower and I went to use the deodorant. I'm like, that's not my hair on the deodorant. That's not your uh, son of a bitch hair. used my deodorant stick. Would yeah. you ever do no, that? No, I would never do that. I mean, how gross it's is like that? Like using somebody's chapstick. Oh, it's hard. Um, yeah, it's close. Disgusting. That's horrible. Why would he want something that I have rubbed on my armpits? On his. Yeah, that makes no sense. So it was like, it's kind of like the Seinfeld episode when, you know, the toilet, the toothbrush had fell in the toilet. Once that happens, it's over. I'm out. Garbage. I jump back in the shower. That I had already washed, but I scrub my, I put shampoo under there. I'm like, because now I don't have deodorant. And right. literally the bus was leaving for the game. You can't smell in the middle of the game. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, no, are, you can't use somebody else's deodorant. You would stick. have had a, you would have dropped dead. Yeah, I would not have done that. Oh, all right, I guess we got to go. All right, Jerry, see you. Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.